that was mostly about feelings of being sort of stunted and isolated. Mostly an emotional, emotional kind of stunting, but there's kind of a professional aspect in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Who's paying my bills? <laughs> Not the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Thin Air podcast listener, it's Danny Carroll here, delving deep into the recording of Negative One by the Belfast band Careerist. Careerist were of course formerly known as Hot Cops, and when I sat down with them earlier this year, their new name had yet to take effect. All of that said, Carl Eccles, singer and guitarist, speaks to us here, alongside producer Chris Ryan and bassist Nathan Rogers. We talk about the influences that inform the song, hear an early demo of the track, and find out what production techniques went into making the alt-rock smash you're hearing now. It's Careerist with Negative One on the Thin Air Podcast. Uh, Writing this song was funny because I was actually trying to work on the demo for an entirely different song that remains uncompleted to this day. <laughs> I was sitting down to record a different song and then I played that guitar line uh, just because it was like a warm-up exercise because I know St. Vincent did a guitar moves episode on YouTube and she talked about doing minor seconds which is like this ugly little sound. Like if I ever want to just like have something that sounds raw, I'll just do this like minor seconds. Ooh, minor seconds? Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. The minor second is where you play like one note and then on the next string you play the, the note just above it. And my fingers were too far apart and I just played them in unison. <laughs> and I was like, that kind of has like a natural modulation effect to it, you know, like a natural chorus thing to it. So I just worked with that. So you were excited by the riff. The riff was the jumping off point. Yeah, the riff was very much what the whole song kind of was. And I was like, okay, I like this riff. I'll record this really fast and then I'll come back to it at a later date. But then I just kind of sat down and worked on that for like an hour and a half. And that's kind of how the whole song came about. Lyrics-wise, I guess those mostly come from my phone, which I'm currently holding, and I just jot down lines randomly, and Looking at the notes, like, outside of that, you'll be like, oh, this 16-year-old just discovered what automatic writing is (laughs) and heard about metaphors for the first time. And so it's something I'm deeply ashamed of and embarrassed of and would never show anybody else. The the lyrics or the the, first notes? The big disgusting notes folder that I have, just chock full of lines. Usually I'll be working on the song. Uh, I'll usually find, like, a melody or something and I'll be like, I need words for this to make it a pop song. And so I'll open up my notes folder and be like, no, 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 here we go. And I'll find a certain line that might resonate with me. And 
I'll just kind of pick and choose and do like that fucking David Bowie thing where you just like, I'm gonna cut out all my words and lay them flat and see what happens. I've used this method only on a couple of actual songs. What I've used it for more than anything else is igniting anything that might be in my imagination. I tried doing it with diaries and things and I was finding out amazing things about me and what I'd done and where, where I was going. a thing that becomes more apparent to me in listening to that even in the demo you've got more harmonics and more dissonant elements and the song in the finished version has this as well where the vocal is quite loud or relaxed you know but there's the the tension that's created by the choice of intervals in the guitar line and the choice of arrangement that's kind of a staple of the hot cop sound am i right a little bit yeah that one was kind of different just in the sense that whenever i did sit down to write it or even just like record the riff i ended up kind of writing as i was recording it so it didn't necessarily have a set structure by the time i was like doing the main parts of it i was like okay i've got this riff maybe i could get a bass line under there and i just wanted the bass to kind of drive the whole thing. Who are you? I'm Nathan. <laughs> Name, Nathan Rogers. Place, Belfast. Band, Hotcops. How many hot takes did it take for Hot Cops to get this song? I can't remember at all. I remember it wasn't that many. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about how it was kind of a good day for us. Yeah, we were just very easy baseline. So yeah, I didn't have to think the whole day. I don't, I don't do anything think, challenging at all. I don't think your bass changes like once. No, it's just the same thing the whole way through. bass is like the, the heaviest element in the song, like the guitar parts are, are deceptively clean throughout. How did you get that bass sound? Well Nathan, Nathan Rogers plays bass, he's like big into his tone. There's actually three sources, so like we got a DI and an amp signal I think on like probably a Selmer or an, uh, maybe an SVT bass amp, but additionally like we, we um, split it using I think a pog, you know your pog, you can kind of take a separate output. The poly- That's like an octave pedal? Yeah, polyphonic octave octave generator um, which has like a separate output that you can just have the the, the wet signal so that allows you to kind of split something out and, and have it be a, a discrete sound as opposed to just a doubling you know of the input so that means you don't come across phase issues with when you're doing when you're splitting amps because uh, it's sort of um decorrelated from the main sound and then we put that through an ampeg gemini which is like an old 70s guitar amp that's just like really hunky and stuff and because that was going to be like a uh, the extreme extra on top thing that might be mixed in we just like push the tremolo on full and i think the spring reverb on full so it was like we had the bass sound and then the extra thing we could bring in when we wanted and i think that's especially prevalent 
uh, in that bit uh, after the build. additive sound for me it's like you should push it to the extreme yeah. and then you can just kind of tease it in you know mm -hmm. I think I think we recorded the whole way through split through but we muted that amp until that verse where it was time to like get honky in terms of your guitar parts like you don't use chords too much or you kind of tend to you know use <coughs> intervals rather than chords yeah I think that's mostly being a three-piece sort of thing. You have to play with texture a lot more, I feel like, so everything I do has to be the rhythm on the lead guitar in like a rock band setting. So that's kind of where I work from. I did study classical guitar for most of, I don't know what you call it, high school? I went to grammar school. <laughs> that's that really influenced a lot of how I work with guitar because the classical stuff was so different to most of the music I listened to. It was interesting to kind of write songs but with all this newfound knowledge of like shapes and notes and just intervals and things like that. studied classical guitar to a, a meager grade five but <laughs> yeah I can, I can leave soon don't worry a thing that it taught me and it's something that's very present in your music as well is a sense of dynamics and a sense of finesse about how you play was that something that you considered in arranging this song how you wanted it to push and pull dynamically very much so like that's the whole kind of pulse of the song is that soft quiet and then big loud sort of riff section. That's the main basis of the song. I feel like that's the most important part with playing guitar is like shredding and stuff's all cool, but it is more of a textural, melodic instrument. specific idea about the vocals right before we started tracking as well you were like can we have one really distorted mic and one really clean mic who was I before last to move is last to grow and I think it's not mixed that loud but it's it's there most of the time it finally clicks which kind of had a little best of both worlds kind of thing if you're paying attention, it's six, six, six. I like that you, uh, yeah, you, you kind of indulged the demonic there with that vocal effect. Was that the intention? I remember you had a really specific idea that it should be. I think it was Nathan as well that had this like six, 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 six <laughs> thing. So we ultimately actually went with like a digital emulation of a tape delay to get that sound. Carl just singing along because he was bored until it was time to do his next vocal take. And I think we put a tape back on. 
Brittany, he hints. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's something satisfying about that much apathy within what is quite a driving song. Again, just that the thing of contrast keeps music interesting. You know, if everything was very earnest, I don't know, that would be expected and obvious and maybe not as interesting, and you wouldn't go back and listen to it. Well, I think the worst part is that's me trying to be sincere. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking your thumb Next to unknown and knowing no one Luck isn't dumb When it's the only thing you can rely on it's all, I, I thought like the, the lyrics are quite sincere and the lyrics are quite personal but then you also have this like self-awareness I think Delivery is just the most important thing when it comes to vocal. Like, it doesn't have to be technically good. It doesn't even have to be, like, poetry. It just has to be kind of delivered with the right tone. And that's a lot of what I aim for. To me, and maybe I'm just, like, looking for it in the song, but there is a continuity, negative one, like it's minus somebody or subtraction of somebody. I mean, maybe that's me reading into it too much, but... No, I think that's a good way to look into it. The best thing about writing songs is hearing what other people might interpret from them. But um, for that one, for me, it was mostly about feeling personally, emotionally stunted and like sort of being without myself and maybe relying on sort of isolating and kind of other unhealthy coping mechanisms with in regards to like anxiety or depression or things like that. And that's kind of where most of the songs stem from. Does it help to sing about it? No, it's mostly just doing the big riff is the cathartic <laughs> bit. No. 